Thank you very much. I feel fully welcomed. <laughs> Good morning, beautiful people. One of the lines that I love the most from the medieval Christian mystic Meister Eckhart goes like this. There is a light in the soul, a light that is uncreated and cannot be created. And I love that line because to me, the mystic is talking about that spiritual light that is always turned on, always present. I didn't create it, you didn't create it, and there's nothing I can do to destroy it, and neither can you. And the purpose of spiritual practice, then, is to become aware of that light, because it turns out that the more that I am aware of that light within me, the easier it is for me to see where I'm going. The easier it is for me to be who I am, my true self. So I've come to think of shining that light as my life's purpose and yours. Now, becoming aware of the light within, it turns out, is an ongoing process of forgetting and remembering and discovering and getting confused and doing it again. It turns out that the dust and the grime of the journey can sometimes make it so that it's difficult to remember that there is a light anywhere. One of my go-to stories about that light or the presence of divinity within, and I've told this many times, I found a new version of it. There is a Hindu legend about a time when all humans were gods. But they abused that divinity. They so abused it that Brahma the chief god, we might say, decided to put an end to it and take it away from them and hide it somewhere that they would never find it again. When it, where to hide it became the big question, and so the lesser gods were called into council to consider this question, where shall we hide humanity's divinity? And the council said, hmm, we will bury humanity's divinity deep in the earth. But Rama said, no, that will not do, because one day they will develop the technology to dig down there and find it. <laughs> then they said, then we will sink their divinity down to the deepest part of the ocean. And again, Brahma said, no, not there, for they will surely learn to dive into the deepest waters and search the ocean bed and find it. Then the lesser God said, we will take it to the top of the highest mountains where they cannot breathe and hide it there. But again, Brahma said, no, for eventually they will climb every high mountain on earth and they will be sure someday to find it and take it up again. So the lesser gods gave up. And they concluded, we do not know where to hide it. For it seems that there is no place on earth or in the sea that humans will not eventually reach. And so Brahma said, well... Here is what we will do with humanity's divinity. Now, you should know the punchline. We will hide it deep down in humans themselves because they will never think to look for it there. <laughs> so I can read that story over and over again as a reminder that there is a light within. Now, the Center for Spiritual Living's purpose is to awaken humanity to its spiritual magnificence, and we do that by encouraging people to look within 
and to become more aware of that spiritual holy light within. And we do that by creating these daily exercises that help us reconnect with it. This is called spiritual practice. And spiritual practice to me means whatever it is that you do that reminds you over and over again that there is a power greater than you are that shines within you as a light, that there is a light within you. And a practice can be something as straightforward as taking the time first thing in the morning, for example, to take a breath and to say out loud or silently to yourself, there is a bright, radiant, magnificent light at the center of my being. I did not create it. It creates me. I did not turn it on. It is permanent. I recognize it with these words. And through its brightness, I see the truth and walk the path that is mine to walk. And then breathe. Or other words like that. For example, you could change it up. And maybe you'd say, first you'd breathe in. And say to yourself something like, I recognize that there is a presence at the center of my being that I did not create. Now let this awareness flow through me, through my thinking. I let it reach down into the depth of my physical being. And I rejoice in this awareness. And just as the sun dissolves the mist, so my acceptance of this inner light leads me on a path clearly, on a path of passionate self-expression for the good of all and to the harm of none, followed by a breath. That's what we do. On Wednesday evening at our in-person service at 7 p.m. in the social hall, I'm going to be talking about the power of repeating phrases just like these and then adding imagination to the repetition and emotion to the words for effective spiritual evolution to help us settle into the awareness of the light within us. I invite you to come and spend some time with me. And then in October, I'm going to be teaching a workshop about the Bhutanese mantra, the um, Vajra Guru mantra, which when understood and repeated is believed to remove the obstacles that prevent us from living in the light and living out our purpose. That's coming in October. Now, my experience and the reason why I'm so enthusiastic about this straightforward and some might say simple practice is that in my experience, it helps me sort things out in life. It's like turning the light on. For example, if there are things that I could be doing better or differently in light, through the practice of saying these words, the practice itself will bring the necessary changes into my awareness. It happens every time. 
Or if I'm wasting my time on activities that lead nowhere or harboring resentments or entertaining ideas that are going nowhere, then the practice of settling my attention on these life-affirming words every time brings these things to light. It happens every time. So I invite you to try it. Spend some time every morning in your own way, thinking about spiritual light. Whatever you call the place where it is, the source of all, the ground of all being, my heart, my soul, your soul, yourself. Just spend some time thinking about that light and then see what happens if you make a regular repeated practice of doing that. Now, you can make up your own method for how to do that. We don't have any dogma about how you should do that. I like to use light in my practice in the form of a candle. Try that for yourself. Light a candle every morning and then sit with the candle and look at it for five minutes. Be still. And then at some point, say silently or out loud, something like, there is a bright, radiant, magnificent light at the center of my being. I did not create it. It creates me. I did not turn it on. It is permanently present. I recognize it. And through its brightness, I see the truth and it sets me on the path of living my life in full expression of my purpose. And see what happens. Just try it. Or, here's another way you might invent a practice. Next time you have a Zoom meeting, light a candle before you start. And look at it and remember the light. And then see what happens. Notice any difference. Next time you have a meal. I'm guessing at home would be convenient. Light a candle. Spend a moment remembering the light within. Notice any difference. Or next time you meditate. Or how about next time you have an important conversation. Before it begins, light a candle, just for you, as a reminder, and then notice the different difference. Or next time you read or watch or listen to the news, light a candle before you start. Notice the difference. Or you can even light a candle next time you feel sad or lonely or afraid, or disconnected, or hopeless. I do. I do because the lighting of the candle has become for me a symbol of the light that is within me from which comes my hope. Light plays such an important role in human ceremonies, you know, whether it is in the form of a candle on a birthday cake or a candelabra in a Kwanzaa celebration, or a flame lit on a menorah to commemorate a miracle, or a fire in the darkness to celebrate the return of light in solstice. 
And by the way, we are busy planning our Wednesday evening solstice celebration. It'll be the Wednesday before solstice, the solstice the next day, but we're busy planning it with all sorts of light activities and music. So make a calendar date to be there with us on 7, 7 p.m. on the day before solstice. Light. Behind me, I have lights on the stage, you know, brightening up the stage, making it beautiful. And um, it used to be the case that there was colored gel over the lights. You know, before we became digital and just do it with a touch of a button. But before, William, our stage designer, used to come in and change the gels over the lamps to change the color. And then when he changed the color, it changed the mood and the impact of the stage. And I've thought about that often because here's the important part for me. What never changed ever was the source of the light. The light is pure at the source. The results, depending on the gel, change. I've been thinking about that. And I invite you to think about it with me. Think of the light in you as the source of your passion. And the color of the gel placed on it as your purpose. And importantly, I invite you to imagine that you have some creative choice, some agency in deciding what color gel will be placed over that light. In other words, rather than saying, I don't know what my purpose in this world is, imagine saying to yourself, I wonder what purpose I will bring into being today through me. Or do it like this. I imagine the quality of being um, kindness, creativity, compassion, connectivity, calmness, and think of that as the gel. And choose one and let it be your focus for a day or for a week or for a month. And then you can use that quality in a prayerful way. You can imagine saying to yourself as you go through the world, I am a lens through which spiritual light shines as kindness. And let that be your purpose. Have you ever wondered what you're shining into the world? What you're spreading around? I remember when I first got curious about that. I started wondering what the impact I was giving, having on the world. I asked myself, what am I shining around? <laughs> because I wanted to become more aware of what I stood for in the world. And one of the things I didn't realize was that I could change that, just like a gel. Have you ever considered that you might be able to change what you're spreading around in the world? You see, I didn't know that. I thought I was on a mission to discover what my purpose was. And then I started to experiment with this idea of choice, this idea of choosing a quality and radiating light through it, like kindness. 
and letting that be my purpose. And as I did that, things began to get more clearer for me. So I invite you to ask yourself, what do you want to shine in the world these days? And after sitting perhaps with a candle, you might discover, discover that you want, what you want to shine turns out to be different from what you have been shining. Then you can ask yourself the question, instead of asking, what is my purpose? You can ask instead, what would I like to shine brightly in the world today? And then let that be your purpose. And then see what happens. I remember asking a young man once, um, what's your purpose in life? Clearly he had thought about it. Because he didn't hesitate and he said, my purpose is to bring beauty and information to the world. And I thought to myself, wow, I want to get that clear on it. So I started experimenting by choosing qualities to radiate. And very soon things started to reveal themselves to me. And it got clearer and clearer. And now I'm certain that I want to be a lens that shines kindness in the world. And so I call that my purpose. But now I know I had to choose it intentionally. And I know now, too, I could change that. So currently, I'm trying to be kinder and kinder every day. And some days I'm better at it than others. Maybe that is so for you. And that's why I keep using candles, light them, to remind me, as I say silently to myself, there is a bright, radiant, magnificent light at the center of my being that I did not create, that creates me. I did not turn it on. It is permanent. I recognize it. And through these words, I recognize it. And through its brightness within me, I see the truth and I'm set on the path that is mine to walk. Now, Howard Thurman wrote a beautiful piece that speaks to this idea of sometimes forgetting the light within. You may recognize the words. Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. Despite the dullness and the barrenness of the days that pass, if I search with due diligence, I can always find a deposit left by some former radiance. But I had forgotten. At the time it was full-orbed, glorious and resplendent. I was sure I would never forget in the moment of its fullness, I, would, I was sure that it would illumine my path for the rest of my journey. I had forgotten how easy it is to forget. There was no intent to betray what seemed so sure at the time. My response was whole, clean, authentic. But little by little there crept into my life the dust and the grit of the journey. 
details, lower level demands of all kinds of cross currents, nothing momentous, nothing overwhelming, nothing flagrant, just wear and tear. If there had been some direct challenge, a clear-cut issue, I would have fought it to the end and beyond. In the quietness of this place, surrounded by the all-pervading presence of God, my heart whispers, keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve, that in fair weather or in foul, in good times or in tempests, in the days when the darkness and the foe are nameless or familiar, I may not forget that to which my life is committed. Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. I love the tenderness of that peace that acknowledges that from time to time we may stray or wander. And I love that it reminds me to keep on practicing to come back home to the light. And I'd like to do that with you today, using some words from Ernest Holmes for our closing meditations. I invite you to breathe in and to exhale, letting your eyes close. And imagine these words as if they were your own words coming from that place within you that we sometimes call my heart. Holy, 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 inner presence, great and mighty, inner light that shines divinely, inner life that lives completely, inner joy that smiles serenely, inner peace that flows so deeply, inner calm untroubled, happy. Inner love that gives so freely, inner truth that never fails me, inner power that holds securely, inner eye that sees so clearly, inner ear that hears spirit always, in a voice that speaks supremely, in a good that connects me to life. Holy, 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 living spirit within me. With these words then, I move deeply into an atmosphere of acceptance that there is indeed within me a light greater than what I am that is even now as bright as it was in the beginning and ever shall be. And I recognize that I am of that light as is each person here and that through this recognition I arrive at a realization that my life is committed to expressing this light. 
And so I willingly take my place in the world as a channel for its expression, noticing that as I do so, it makes clear the way before me. And so today, I decide what kind of lens I shall be in the world. I call forth my purpose and follow it. Holy, 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 in a light that shines divinely. Holy, 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 living spirit within me. And so I give thanks for this moment of reflection. And I release this word into that light within and its law, knowing now that I have been set on the path of my purpose through my own prayerful contemplation and the complete, absolute acceptance of the love of the divine within me. And so I say, and I invite you to say with me, and so it is.